This is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I'm here with non-birding Bill. Hello. And it is our goal to podcast, and thanks to our Patreon members, not only do we do a public podcast every other week, we do a podcast every week. And if you're one of our Patreon members, you get to hear it every week. Somebody this week... And we apologize. Like, after the last (laughs) podcast we did, they increased their subscription rate. Oh my god. And I just want to say, hey, everybody, thank you who's a Patreon member. Thank you. I love doing the Patreon podcast that we do because I feel like it's a small group of people. They can they can order us around. This, uh, yeah, L- let's just say this, this podcast is loose in its structure to begin with. But with the Patreon podcast, it's even, like, less so. Like, we, like, I kind time of- before last, we just went for a walk. Yeah. And, like, had a recorder there. and you know. Yeah, but, I mean, also, I might gossip a little bit more. Things get edited out of the public podcast. It doesn't get edited out of the Patreon one. I do kind of, like, I'm, I'm thinking about adding a new level of, at a certain level, I'll give you my number. <laughs> you can text me questions. You can't call. Call me, maybe. You can call me. I won't answer. Right. But, um, like, I feel like I should add a level of, like, you can text me. Right. That's a terrible idea. If you're cool, I'll answer your text messages. If you're not cool, I'll... So wait, so wait, you're suggesting that people will give you money, and then... They can text me. If they're cool... I'll answer every text. So people text. can give you money. Yeah, but if they're if they're weird about it, or they're texting me all the time, then I'll put them on the one in five rule. This is a terrible idea. The one in five rule is where... You've gotten out of hand, right. and I'm only going to respond to one out of five messages. Okay, so I just want to point out that we stopped the podcast right here because Sharon said, hey, your computer, the fan is making too much noise. And it turned out that it was actually Sharon's old, like, seven-year-old <laughs> computer that was making too much noise. So she was fan-shaming me. Well, and now can we just say that I'm in the process of getting a new MacBook. Yes, and it has been long overdue. Fraught. Yes, because Sharon's. Let me let me put it this way. Uh, Sharon's uh, laptop at this still has a DVD drive in it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. Oh, oh, oh! Have no fear. I'm gonna take that computer. That's gonna be like my movies on the rooftop. Computer. No, no, it's not. I'm gonna. So here's the thing. I know someone that works at an Apple store. Sure. And I'm pretty sure he's now regretting the day he told me, oh, anytime you need a product, just come to me because I'll give you my discount. And basically, let me just tell you, his discount is basically taking off the tax. It's still super expensive. It's a nice discount, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's still, it's like, oh boy. And I mean, I'm not getting, because I was like, when I heard he had a discount and he was going to give it to me, I was like, well, let's just do the terabyte storage and all this. I went, went, I was like... Crazy Broadway style. No, I still can't afford this even with that discount. But this is more stressful to me than buying a car. And and Mm. let me be clear, I I know I've needed a new laptop for a year, and I've been just carefully, I'm not... Because I, I have a MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. and this thing has been with me for seven years to a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. We've cl- we, we we've we've crossed some borders because my computer comes with me everywhere. Right. Yeah. It is like my spotting scope. It is like when I gave up my binoculars, and mm-hmm. and and not only like my binoculars go and experience things with me. Mm-hmm. My computer 
It's where I write things. It's where I edit photos. It's where I sure. FaceTime and Skype people. That's, anywho, trying to decide between a MacBook and then talking to all the field guides. I know, like, Megan Crew from, I think she works for field guides. I hope I have the right field trip company. She's like, why Whispering the f- is great on the podcast, why by the, the way. Why the hell Thank don't you, you have a MacBook Air? Your computer right. is a brick. And then I was like, okay, so I'm going to get a MacBook Air. That's what I'm going to do. And then I went into the Apple store and was like, oh, my God, all the new MacBooks, they're, like, super light anyway. Maybe I should just go with – and I kept flip-flopping and changing my mind about what I wanted and what I could afford. And My prediction is that two days after you get your new computer, you are going to be fucking kicking your old computer out the window because it's going to be so fast it's going to do everything you need it to do. But I feel that would be like me, like getting a new lover with my husband. Exactly. I mean, that is I'm not exactly gonna... my point. If you got a new lover, I would be out the door. It would be like, <laughs> it would be the third panel of a comic strip of me <laughs> going out the door. But it's just this has gone hard with me with you... so many places, and I'm used to and set in its ways. And the new keyboards, I, they're not as satisfying to type on as this keyboard is satisfying to type right, on. Right, but it's going to be super fast. Like, I know the problems that you have with, like, your computer start, like... Oh, yeah. Seven years for a laptop is an ice age. It is a geolithic age. And this is one of my problems with the computer industry as well as the car industry. Like, as Mm. soon as you drive off a new car off the lot, it loses value. And, I mean, that's the expected thing. It's like, well, you need to upgrade to the latest. Right. But that also has an impact on things that I love because we need these rare minerals and stuff to make mm-hmm. these computers and these phones. And there's this thing of like, oh, well, it's two years old. Get a new one. Right. I like my cars. Mm-hmm. I want to run my laptop into the fucking ground. I want to get you everything. Have. I have. Yes. But I mean, I, I feel a certain responsibility. Yeah. I'm just saying. To I'm, get the most out of it I because I want that because to. I completely get that because I used to be. The Mac guy. I used to have to have a new computer every three years. I used to have the new phone mm-hmm. every two years. Da, 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 da. I'm not that anymore. My computer is five years old. My phone is three generations out of date. And I'm okay with that because that's all I need it to do. But I'm saying that you, with the photo and video work that you do, when you get this new computer, it is going to be so fast the computer is great, but let me just tell you, like, if we're in the trust tree, I went from uh, an iPhone 8 to an iPhone 10 or mm-hmm. X or whatever yeah. it is we're supposed to talk about it. Don't really see enough of a difference to justify the change. Sure. In hindsight, I would have gone with an I, I, I would have gone with an 8 with a better battery. I'm still on the iPhone 7 Plus and it's still working for me. When I update, I'm probably going to go with the iPhone R. I don't need the latest and greatest. because The iPhone 10 is... it. it Maybe if I used it in a different way, mm-hmm. but for birding and sure. for digiscoping, meh. Yeah. I, I if anything, the dual lenses get in my way with digiscoping. Oh yeah, I can I complete I like I have I love the dual lenses, but I understand like that doesn't work for you. But you have a very you have, you have a very specific set. Of I have a skills. certain set of skills. A certain set of skills. And it's like oh, don't switch the fucking lenses. So let me get into this. So I I do a lot of digiscoping workshops. Mm-hmm. Ha- hashtag. You can ask me anything about digiscoping. That's a terrible hashtag. It's the worst hashtag. <laughs> it's not the worst I've seen. Birders come up with way worse hashtags. But, but. So, hashtag, hello, good sir. Please allow me to introduce myself. Ask me anything you can. But I just want to say, you can digiscope with anything. And a big... <laughs> 
I can digiscope with your ass. Can can I digiscope <laughs> with one of those big old timey cameras that has the big like scoop that has the powder and it goes poof when you take. The you know, I went digiscoping with a guy in with a Florida man. You know what? Did he have the gold? Even though paint this isn't the Patreon face? podcast, yeah, I'm sure. going to give you a, a taste of what it's like with the Patreon podcast. I went digiscoping with a guy in Florida. Sure. Who uh, digiscopes with your traditional telescope, like you would use for um, astronomy. Oh, okay. Or astrology. No. But anyway, like, we, we, were, doing, we were doing a workshop. It was all day in the middle of the day. And it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and the others. And it was like lunch breaks. Like, you want to come in my van and get high? <laughs> and what did he say to you? <laughs> I was like, no, that's okay. It's like, no, seriously, you can come to my van and get high. I was like... What am I, 20? No. Right. <laughs> we still have work to do for the rest of the day. But I was just like, oh, this is so Florida. Anyway, right. anywho, anywho, anywho. Can we backtrack to the point we're actually trying to make that you have a new computer? I don't have it with me yet. Right. But um, we were going with digiscoping. I was going to talk about digiscoping for a second. And phones. Mm-hmm. And you forgot where you're going. No, no, no. I was going to talk about vignetting. Because that's that's like the common complaint. Because I have a a Swarovski scope. And, you know, for me, it works really well. I can zoom in. I can... So when you're digiscoping, you get a little bit of vignetting. Mm -hmm. And the vignetting is the kind of black circle that you get. Yeah. It's the classic thing. Like, if you're watching a movie and it's like you're looking for binoculars. binoculars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, um... You have you can have that with different scopes. And if you have a scope, either an older scope or some of the more economical scopes with smaller eyepieces, you're going to have more of that. And in some cases, you can zoom it out. But when you zoom that, that kind of reduces the quality of the photo. Right. Um, and and so I've just been like discovering this about how 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 big the difference is between scopes that have a large eyepiece versus scopes that have a small eyepiece. Okay. So I finally just started telling people. You know, you could just start the Instagram account mm-hmm. Vignette Birds because there are so many photo apps out there that add vignetting back in, oh, like yeah. it's a thing. Right. And I was like, if you just did Vignette Birds, you would probably like be a super. So, are you talking about like just posting raw photos of like I haven't expanded this? This is what I actually saw. I know. I would just. Scope. I would embrace you the talking full about, like, vignette. Okay, or are you talking about adding a false vignette to a photo? No, I'm just talking about people who have a scope that's different than mine. Because with mm-hmm. my scope, I can get good shots. Shots that will be okay. in print magazines. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I've gotten with my scope has been on nature programming mm-hmm. in Canada and Europe. That's just the quality of the scope and the phone that I have. If mm-hmm. you don't have that and you're getting the vignetting, I'm telling you, start an Instagram account. Call it Vignette Birds. Call it Circle Birds. Call mm-hmm. it Black Hole Birds. Call it whatever you want. Put some fun filters on it. Put some witty captions on it. You're going to be an Instagram here. And then this also started on one of, I can't remember which birding page I was on because people were talking about creating popular bird sites. I was like, you can do this. You can just, mm-hmm. just, just, just start vignette birds and and just talking about. So when you get a social media, because now you're, it's no longer when I got started, blogging was the thing. Yep. Now you want to be a social media influencer, right? Preferably an Instagram or Snapchat influencer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just telling people, this is you what you do. This, so you think that posting just raw photos without any 
Maybe I should do this. Expanding. I keep like, telling everybody to do this. And I think even like a few people have like tried to DM me and say, mm. do you really think this is a thing? It's like, I've given you the roadmap. Just go fucking do well, this. Why don't you just do this on your Instagram and just hashtag it vignette birds. Because I don't want to steal the idea. I want someone younger than me and smarter than me to to do this. I want, right. I want, I want, I, I'm, I'm giving you the roadmap because what happens is you start this, you get a lot of followers. People send you books. Do you know? Do you know what just popped in? Trust rate. You know what just popped into my head what? when you were like uh, in the early days of like the internet. Like I want to say like early. Is this 2000s. back when uh, Stephen Fry would follow you on Twitter? Stephen Fry still follows me on Twitter. He still follows me too. Um, there was a thing like uh, uh, I think it was it. It was probably Victoria's Secret. They posted for a brief period. They posted outtakes of the photo, so they would show you like. The photos of the models standing in the water looking all sultry and everything. And then they would post the photos like two steps before that where they're freezing their fucking asses <laughs> off. Like, oh my god, take the photo! I can't look cool anymore! But I'm just saying, it's like, if you just... You don't have to have the most well, accurate the, yeah. and the best bird photo. And, and But it just cracks me up. Everyone's like, do you really think we can do this? Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of groups started. I, bird or red polling? Birding mm-hmm. memes. Rogue birders. They well, could do so much this more. This is the thing. Like, and I was on Bill Corbett's podcast re- recently, and I said that you are your great strength is that you are great at getting people into birding. And I think it this might, because I know you can post, like, multiple photos on an Instagram post. Like, you post, like, here's the beautiful photo I took. Here's what this photo, like, here's the three So should I start showing my shitty photos? Yeah, here's the three shitty photos. Hashtag shitty photos. Three shitty photos. Hashtag phone scope. Phone scope would love that. Yeah, exactly. That That would be great. I'm not going to do that to phone scope. But, no, I mean, that would be, that's useful because... Actually, shitty birds would be a great Instagram account. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, it's like, here's the beauty shot, and here's, like... Here's what I took before that, where the bird was like, I'm just looking away and picking at its ass. This is this is gonna sound this is gonna sound kind of elitist, but Mm -hmm. it's super easy to get great shots of birds. They're a dime a dozen. Get the shitty photos of birds. Get the vignettes. Get the blurry birds. Blurry birds would be a great Instagram account. And if you just went and you got enough followers, because the great thing about nature and birding is the expectation for followers is not the expectation mm. for fashion. It's like, oh, if you have four figures of people following you, I want you to come to my country and go birding and I will pay right. for it. And th- I want people to have the same experiences I have. One of my favorite things about, like, you know, being involved with the whole bird chick brand is that when you were giving away your scope, it was like oh, I, had, I had the idea of, like, who should I give my scope to? Post great photo. No, no. Great photo. The people who post great photos are not the people who need your scope. What is the worst birding photo? That was the best contest we ever had. It was a great Both contest. Personally, yeah. and I mean, that was like one of the best. Didn't was somebody it? post like a Thanksgiving turkey? Wasn't that? They sent us the, their Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> I should talk to I should talk to Swarovski and Phonescope again and say let's do another contest of like send us your shitty photos. Your shittier photos because oh, people God. who do that. That need... Flickr album was amazing of the worst photos. And I remember there was like one of this like barren landscape with this speck. And I think somebody like even like put in there was like not a plastic bag. It was really my, my life for snow yell. Or the there was like a but the other thing that that cracked me up were the number of like really good photographers. Yeah that would send me their quote-unquote bad photos. Yeah, right. And it's like, 
yeah, that's still really in focus. That's a really great question. <laughs> but, I, but I also love the ones I'm like, there's another one of someone's like, here's my lifer, blah, blah, blah. And all you see is the foot. And the that's photo great, of the bird like flying bad away. Bad photos of lifers. That's your great. Oh, that's God. A- I'm so glad. <laughs> and my my scope went to someone who took a really terrible photo of a cardinal. <laughs> but those are the people who need it. That, yeah, because that was my argument of like, Whoever takes great photos, they don't. They don't need they don't a spotting need a scope. They don't. They. They don't need a last generation Swarovski scope. We These need to do people. another bad photo contest. I'm down. God, in my blog at that time, I guess. How would I do that? I guess I'd have to do that on social media now. Yeah. I'm too exhausted for social media. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Start vignette birds. Start black circle birds. Start black hole birds. Black start hole shitty. Birds. Shitty bird photos, and you'll be a hero online because, quite frankly, anybody can take a good photo of a bird these days. uh, Maybe that's my social media branding. Because we just went for a bird walk, and I had binoculars. Mm -hmm. Because we like this was something that I wanted to do with you, and it's like we were trying to identify birds. Can we talk about why you wanted to go birding with me? Yeah, sure. You want me to reveal it? I feel like this is your so so. This sounds weird if I say it out loud. Okay. It's it's no secret. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on mm-hmm. the podcast. You struggle with anxiety and depression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going through an anxiety spike right now. Yep. And you wanted to go birding with me. I wanted to go outside. I wanted to be with someone I love. I wanted to do a physical activity. These are all things that are mm-hmm. helpful for These depression. are things that have not been great for our relationship early no, on. No, they have not. <laughs> Been These hilarious. are things that have been epic fails in They've our relationship early on when I've tried to take you birding. But I do enjoy like going out for walks with you. So we went and walked your patch. And you and took binoculars? Binoculars. You had a pair of uh, Vortex. No, they're Eagle Optics Rangers. Eagle Optics Rangers. Technically and, uh, Vortex. If you have Eagle Optics Rangers and you're wondering, can you still get them repaired? Yes, Vortex will still repair yeah. them. So I went out and just like decided to go birding. I'm non-birding Bill, but I decided to go birding. Okay, so so in my brain, as someone who's been married to a non-birder, or been in an intimate relationship with a non-birder since... (laughs) Wait, we've been in an intimate relationship, but we haven't been married? There was a time when you were just a one-night stand in my life. You you were just a casual fling. Mm -hmm. So as someone I've been intimate with, of sorts, since 1994... and I made the mistake of trying to introduce you to sparrows first. <laughs> right. Terrible idea. I know. In hindsight. I think, like, the most charismatic thing I showed you was a toey. Right. But, um, no, you were walking along and you were... I made it a point of, like, I'm not going to identify any of these birds. Right. And just, like, getting you to identify them. There's a lot of bird calls. It was. The other thing that weirded me out was you were trying to guess the banding codes. Sure. That's like a deep cut. That's well, I've been with you for 25 years. That's not a deep <sighs> cut anymore. Wait, you were asking me like, oh, that's American crow. Is Well, you just said that's a crow. So is that uh, uh, Coker or Amker? My question was, is it American crow, which is Amker, mm-hmm. or is it common crow, which is her. And the, the fact that you knew enough to ask that question. I'm, I'm even with you for a quarter of a century. I know, but banding And I'm still codes, confused about what the name of these birds codes, are. Banding codes, that's weird. You have them on your t-shirts. 
You're killing independent Sharon. She's dead. <laughs> so we went for a walk and you were asking like you were... Any- no, I made a point for like the first 30 minutes. I was like, I'm not going to point out anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let him identify them. And you said, but you would say like, okay, who's this guy that we're hearing over on our left? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you would like try to like guide me and stuff, which I appreciated. There was only one bird that I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to know what that is. Yeah. That was the swamp sparrow. No, there was no way. Was there was no way. Like, but I, but, but I feel like I was like ten percent. I got like ten percent, maybe generously, of what they were. No, I would say you got way more than that. I would say oh. more like sixty to seventy percent. Yeah. I mean, I had to guide you through some of them. Oh, sure. Like you knew it was a warbler, mm-hmm. and you also actually got your eyes on the birds before I did, like the yellow warbler. Sure. Well, I mean, that's always a strength for me. It's like if I physically see the bird moving. Yeah. It weirded me out. Your your anxiety this round is, I'm not prepared to deal with it. But yeah. I was. Sorry. I thought it was nice that you went out with me. I just. Huh. I like birds. I mean, I do enjoy our fine feathered friends. I don't like, I'm not a hardcore birder. I don't want to get up at like four o'clock in the morning to go out and like sit in. I kind of wish I'd enter. I I kind of wish in some ways that I met you later in life instead of at the beginning. (laughs) Because when you first knew me, there were so many birds that I hadn't seen. And also there was a period like right before you knew me where I didn't have binoculars. Uh. So, and then I finally got a pair of binoculars. Like I want to see all the things I want to see, especially all the sparrows. The sparrows are amazing. And so I was in this really hardcore sparrow phase. That wasn't great for a new birder. Right. But now I can go out birding with you if you say you want to go birding with me. And also in multiple states, if you say you want to go birding with me. I've gotten my birding rocks off. Sure. (laughs) I still love the person that introduced me to that phrase. I just want to get my rocks off. Anyway, I've got my birding rocks off. Tom Hanks in Bachelor Party. <laughs> no, I was going to more say Lee Ritchie in college right, right, before right, I knew right. you. Anywho. Um, so I don't have the urge to like, oh my God, I have to see all these birds. These are birds right. I haven't seen. I haven't experienced before. So when I'm walking the patch, it's like, I know all these birds. I get excited when I get more excited watching the cycle of these birds in my mm-hmm. patch. Sure. So for me, I can go through my patch with you and I'm not going to get anything new shouldn't say that i'm not gonna get necessarily lifers out of it i'm mm-hmm. just gonna experience it so you can get all the lifers you want out of it no the be- the behavior is interesting to me like seeing the birds like seeing like a, a, a red winged blackbird like mm-hmm. when they do their flex when they do like mm-hmm. the males like look at me yeah i'm gonna mess you up weird flex but okay bruh <laughs> right yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> that's interesting to me and like you know Okay, so recently I went up to a friend of mine's cabin in Aiken County, and my goal... Humble brag. Huh? Wait, what'd you say? Humble brag. Humble brag. Aiken County has become such a weird hash. Okay. Right. I went to a co-worker's cabin. A co-worker has a cabin up in Aiken County. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like the very southern end of Yellow Rail. And in Yellow Rail, it's a bird that I have heard so many times a bird that i've never seen and it's it's a tiny rail think of it as it's smaller than a sora kind of like the cardinal size and they only come out at night and there's a guide up there named kim risen watch out boy they'll chew you up they will not chew you up 
even if they only come out at night. Mm. But anyway, Kim Risen has been posting photos that are very clearly of this bird out during the day. So I was going to be up at my friend's cabin, who is a casual birder, and I was like, hey, I don't want to, like, pull a favor, but I'd like to see a yellow rail. I've never actually seen one. He's like, oh, I will totally take you out. And I was like, can I bring this friend? And he's like, yeah, sure. And Kim is an amazing guide because Kim, when you talk to him, he will talk to you about the art and science of how we're going to see this rail in the less obtrusive way. Because in the past, a whole bunch of people would go out in the middle of the night and tromp through the swamp and tamp down who knows what nests and and trample the habitat. And he's like, I'm just going to take these quarters. And so when we get there, when we meet him in the parking lot, he's showing us his quarter tapping technique because yellow rails they don't sound like a musical bird they sound like you know quarters tapping together tap 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 and um so he's showing us like the age of the quarters that he's using he's like i want this and i'm trying not to reveal kim's secrets this one quarter is the certain age this other quarter is another age. yeah 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 and if like if and he's like showing you the tapping and he's talking about the age, but if you look closely, there's technique to how he's holding the quarters. Sure. sure. So we get there, and we, we, we go to see the yellow rail. And the hilarious thing was, we get to the spot, and there's all these people there. And he's like, oh, this must be a tour group. And, and we're all walking around, and everyone else is like, we saw people standing here. So they thought there was a bird, and they left. But the guy that was main, mainly standing there is this guy named John Jonas, who's this amazing Minnesota photographer who's like twice as tall as I am. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kim goes out. Kim Rising goes out, and he does his quarter technique. We see the yellow rail. Yellow rail comes out. You saw it. Yellow. I, I actually laid my fucking eyes on the yellow rail. Okay. Yellow rail flew past us twice. Flew past me, less wow. than three feet away. I got. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It was a little wet. Got to see this yellow rail. <laughs> it was sure. like fantastic, but. The thing was, was John Jonas, who's this amazing photographer who's twice as tall as I am, and I'm there. We both got a picture of this yellow rail, and it is like the exact same moment we got the picture because the yellow rail's head is turned back. Because I'm short, their grass is in the way. Which I felt, I was like, this is a really great shot that I got, considering the lighting and grasses were in the way. This is how you would see a yellow rail. Oh my god, I'm seeing a yellow rail. Mm. John posts the exact same photo because he's twice as tall as I am. Right. No grasses. You can see the feed. It's like, like I kind of want to write an article about just tall people birding. But anyway, so my friend who has the cabin up there and is a casual birder was like, that was really fun birding. I think I like the birding of just going out to see one species. And so I was thinking about that in terms of you. Like, when you first knew me, you mm-hmm. didn't like birding because there were so many birds I hadn't seen. And if there was something I hadn't heard, I was going to spend a lot of time to try right. and identify that. Whereas, like, now I was like, I've seen a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of shit. I know what it sounds like at this point. Right. I can walk along, and and if you don't want to focus on that yellow-bellied flycatcher that I'm hearing, that's fine. I've seen it now. Yeah. And it was a super casual experience. Like, I still, like, I'm annoyed that I have all these uh, black fly bites on my neck, which are That's not the bird's fault. That's just mosquito. That's that's climate change. to check things out. Climate change is happening right now. That's not my fault. My favorite part of that walk was seeing the deer, though. Oh, the deer out in the middle of the There swamp. was a deer that was looking at us, and then you clapped to, I think you were trying to see if a rail was there, mm-hmm. 
and the deer lifted its ears. <laughs> and that was my favorite part. Oh, and then we walked 15, 20 feet, and I looked back, deer was gone. Yeah, deer. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the amazing... That's the amazing part to me. I think you'd like to be a naturalist, because I think you would like the general, like, here's the scat, here's the sign, here's some birds. But no, I, I just, now I kind of want to do more birding trips, like, we're just, since I had the yellow reel experience with my friend, I just kind of want to do this thing of, like, we're just going to experience one bird. If we happen right. to see other birds, that's fine. But there was also... But tonight's experience is just this one bird. There was also the experience, like, we were walking towards it. Do you hear that? And I literally did not hear what you were talking about because my hearing is not as acute as yours is. Yeah. So and eventually we got close enough that I could hear what you were talking about. So funny story. Oh boy. You <laughs> were making shit up? Today at work. Yeah. Coworker was making me coffee. Mm-hmm. Or making, I shouldn't say me, making us coffee. Mm-hmm. Did you just hear that tipping sparrow? I did. I wonder if the podcast heard that tipping sparrow. All right. Anywho, um, this coworker makes coffee, and it's kind of a given of like when I get into the office and I set my keys on the table, <laughs> they know I'm there and they start right. the coffee and everything's fine. And so I know what the coffee pot sounds like while it's brewing coffee, and I know exactly what the coffee pot sounds like when it's done. Sure. And so as soon as it's done, I grab my mug and I walk over to the coworker's cube and I'm like, and I smile at <laughs> him. It's like, you know, it's just background noise to me. Yeah. And you have dog ears. <laughs> you have you the do. ears of a canine. And you know, I don't even know. Like, I could sit here for 20 minutes yeah. and not know that I mean, the coffee we do that, is ready. We've done that, as we have done on this podcast before. We do the thing, like the mosquito, the thing that only 21-year-olds can hear. And you can still hear that noise. Someday that will go away. Yeah. But that's great. Do we have any news to talk about? We do. Okay, lay it on me. There's a Facebook page called Non-Retired Birders. What? What? They also have an Instagram. Non-Retired Birders? I think it's of the assumption, like, when you go to... Boca Raton. Or anything bird-related. Right. It's kind of like me. Mm -hmm. I'm 44. Right. I'm considered young in birding. Sure. Which is insane. Right. I'm not. I'm old and pointing at twenty somethings and be like, "Go away, edge lords!" But um, so they have the whole "Never Have I Ever" birder edition, and so you get a point for each thing that you've never done. All right, lay it on me. Been the youngest birder at a walk trip meeting. Okay, I have one point there. All right. Even in my 30s, I have a point there. Actually, oh shit, I'm thinking of one thing. In my 40s, I have a point. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, birded while driving. I have done that. What did you bird while driving? Uh, when I am going to my workplace, there is mm. periodically an adult uh, bald eagle that I... Oh my god, did you see the eagle? I saw the eagle. If you saw the eagle, you're not a birder. I actually saw, and I think I told you this. Please I tell saw, me you saw something else besides an eagle. I saw a a red-tailed hawk being harassed by a single, it wasn't being mobbed, it was being harassed by a single small bird, and then another red tail like, was flying right. around there. I have to assume it was the mate. Okay, but so you birded while driving. I have definitely, and of course, like, 
herons and egrets. I'm fascinated. My by favorite those. birding while driving with you though was going through Tomo, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and like you're like, what are those birds up ahead? And I looked and I was like, oh, they're pelicans. And then you said they don't look like pelicans. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, I see color bands. Oh, they're they're whooping cranes. Yeah. And we're on 94, where it's like 70 miles an hour. And I started to hit the brakes, and you were like, no, no stop. Going to kill us all, you lunatic. Okay. I've done that. Yep. Okay. Forgot binoculars. I. Th- okay, that doesn't apply. Neither to me. of us have yep. done that. Okay. Been pooped on by a bird. Uh, no, have not. Yeah. I have been next to someone who has been pooped on by a bird. That would be me. Yeah. Okay. Arrive yeah. late to work due to birding. Nope. Uh, confidently, I deed a bird wrong. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, no, I no confidently no. Oh, I have confidently hey, misidentified heterosexual. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I confidently like identified some birds and like, oh, that's a sharp shinned hawk, and then the bird landed. And I was Do like, Do you remember the restaurant we used to go to? And just to be a bitch, there was a photo of wax wings. Fuck you. <laughs> and, and fuck you. Was cedar wax? I don't even remember what the variation was. It's cedar it wax wings and bohemian. Bohemian you wax wings. You don't even remember fucking bohemian wax wings. <laughs> I wing. don't. I just remember that I won over you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck you in the asshole without lube. All right. Next up. Got coffee twice in the same birding day. No. Yes, I've had so much coffee. Whether it's a birding day or not. Don't drink coffee. Duetted a bird song with a pneumatic. I do that all the time. Oh, is that like? Uh... If I could squeeze. Who cooks for you? Yeah, if I could squeeze one, I would squeeze one, and I'd squeeze it till it squirts. I suppose I've done that. Lied to go birding. Absolutely not. I love you. Yeah. You don't need to lie to me to go birding. All right, what's next? Uh, Attempted to convince myself Swarovski is affordable. (laughs) Never. Um... I've worked hard for all the Swarovskis we've had. You have. Uh, Swarovski is amazing. If you yep. can get Swarovski, you should get it. You should do whatever it takes to get That's my endorsement. Yeah. This is an honest, legit, personal experience. Mm-hmm. You should do whatever it takes to get Swarovski. Murder? Arson? I don't know about arson. Genocide? No! <laughs> I'm not genocide. He said do whatever it takes. So when you say murder, I mean that's, that's <laughs> open to interpretation. Really, killing someone to get Swarovski optics is a victimless crime. Are we talking crime. about a person? <laughs> Next question on the... Uh... Blurted out an identification unsolicited. Uh, I'm. I may have done that. Oh, I've totally. Oh, no, done I definitely no, because I did that. Because that's our story. Is that I was walking to work one day and I said, "Oh, that's a golden wing warbler." God damn me! And I said that to myself. I love that you said it was a golden winged warbler. That's not a thing. Yeah. Anyway, you were looking at yellow rums, but anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, I, for me, it's um. Anytime someone says seagull, I'm like, "Wow, that's really hairy." <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, actually. Glared at an outdoor cat. I, I glare at that. the owners of outdoor sure. cats. Um, oh, <sighs> dated a birder. We never dated. You're not a birder. Yeah. 
I've never done anything intimate with a birder. I've talked about this story like privately. Like I've been around friends who's like they all we all have they all have cute stories about uh, meat cutes. It's like mm-hmm. yes, and this is how I knew it was going to last forever. It's like yeah, I don't. I don't have that I don't, story. I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't My favorite story. thing to ask people now is like, who do you think I've slept with? And when they put the list, I'm like, no. I can see why you think that, but right. no. Okay. Um, been asked to ID a bird photo by a non-birder. Of course. No. You've been asked to identify. Oh, well, you've been asked to send me photos of birds to ID. Okay, yeah. Tripped fell while looking through binoculars? No. Nope. I have not. You, if you have, no judgment. Complained no. about stringers? Uh, no. Do you know what a stringer is? Uh, it's a birding term. Is that like... Do you know what it means? No. A stringer is someone who says they saw a bird and no one else sees it. And you're like, I don't know if you really uh, saw that bird. So you're kind of stringing me along. Ah, okay. No, nope, it's, 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 it's It's one of those terms that I think with our generation is going to die out. So I just had this recently with a young seasonal at the park service. Because I, like, we, we talk about when someone's going to go on break. You spell them for lunch. Or you spell them for their break. They take mm-hmm. a spell. So I asked a 20-something the other day. I was like, oh, would you mind spelling Jessica? And she looked at me really confused and said, J-E-S-S-S-C-A. I was like, and I looked at her really confused. And I was like, what are you doing? Spelling Jessica. Spell it. And I was like, no, I want you to like, I want I want her to have a break. And I want, and she's like, that's not a thing. And I was like, you don't know what spelling is? And she's like, I know how to spell things. And we had this whole... Like, oh my god, I'm old. Oh god. So old. I don't even know that term. I don't know how I know that term. Because I know the phrase, set a spell. Right. But I mean, I've clearly, I mean, in the park service, we all know it's like, oh, can you spell such and such for lunch? (sighs) Yeah. And I know what that means. All right. Next question. Have you checked out eBird's top 100 in county to size up the competition? Absolutely not. I haven't even done that. I don't care. Have you tried to convert a non-birder? Nope. I have. Sexually. (laughs) (laughs) Brought up birding in a job interview. Uh, no. Oh, no. That's my shtick. That's your thing. That's that's my thing that I do. And it's like... That's your I'm job. I'm so not qualified for this job, but let me tell you about birding. I have uh, beekeeping on my resume. I have that as a thing. Yeah. All right. Where, yeah. What's the time at? Can I do one uh, more story? Yeah. No, we're at uh, 38 minutes. This is the public podcast. We need to give. We need to give because the Patreons demand it. Sure. So this is from the New York Times. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yep, there he is, Nighthawk. Hold, hold on. I think Nighthawk has a date. I hear two Nighthawks out there. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, he's going to get laid. Yay. I'm so happy. Cloacal kiss. Yay. Hashtag fist bump. Cloacal kiss. Okay. Um, the vampire birds of the Galapagos have fascinating inner lives. Okay, God damn it! What? There is such a thing as a vampire fi- finch. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What do you know they- about vampire finches? Um, they drink blood. 
Okay, so for half a year, according to the New York Times, a little brown bird on the northernmost islands of the Galapagos uses its wickedly sharp beak to peck at seeds, nectar, and insects. Mm -hmm. But when the climate dries out, it drinks blood. Blood. Yes, a vampire finch. Galapagos finches have been used, blah, blah. Okay, they're just going to... Okay, this is all. Galapagos finches are into some freaky shit. Let's just say. I don't want to, like, I'm not kink-shaming them, but... This isn't kink-shaming, this is survival. Galapagos finches are the freaks of the avian world. Tell me more. They just are. Like, they'll do anything. Pitter-patter, get at her. They'll do anything. And mad respect to them. Because... They're into what they're into. Well, let's get at it. Tell me more. You're just throwing phrases out there at this point. They're fashioning crude glow sticks out of ferns and jellies. So the finch hops on the back of a resting Nazca booby. (laughs) Can you say that again, please? Nazca (laughs) booby? What are you, like eight? Yes. And the finch pecks at the base of the... Nazca boobies wing. <laughs> and it drinks. Yep. Blood stains the boobies' white feathers. Mm-hmm. And shame. So, and then what happens is other finches crowd around and wait their tor- turn. They're torn. Or, or, or they're, they're torn. just watching. Because they want to learn how to do this sure, shit. Sure, they're into it. Yeah, they're into it. Right. Because... Okay, Again. so if you're an adult booby, you can just look at this and be like, Hey, I don't like this. I'm going to fly away. There are periodic casualties because there are chicks that flee from the finches on foot. And since they can't fly and they can't get back to their nest, they starve. Okay. Granted, drinking blood is an unusual diet. But the vampire finches have evolved a specialized bacteria in their guts to aid the digestion of blood from the Nazca booby. I don't have a reaction to this. Galapagos is always like a weird. We should go to the Galapagos. You know what? We should start a vignette birds Instagram and we would get a free trip to the Galapagos. Where it's just like the butts of tortoises. Or the other thing is um, we could, if we wanted to really monetize things, we could just be like, hey, travel company, non-birding Bill and I want to go to the Galapagos and we want to point at things and like give our hot takes on that. People would come. All right. I would be interested in going there. I don't know that I would Seriously, get... do you want to go to the Galapagos? Do you know like oh, yeah. what the boat ride is like? Do you know how terrible the seas can be? Yeah. But that's a... Yeah, that is that is something I'm interested hey, in doing. Hey, anybody out there, do you want to go on a birding trip with us where we just drink and point at birds? Let us know. We'll create or that trip for you. Or we point at things and maybe birds aren't there? Do you want to go to Cuba with us? Yeah. Cuba would be fun. I don't think we can go to Cuba anymore. Are we allowed to go to Cuba? I don't think so. Okay. Do you want to go to Guano? I would, you know where I would, uh, to, so two places, I, three places I would want to go. Mm. If I want to organize a birding trip and you have to come along with me, I would go to Guatemala. Me personally or the listener? I'm listening to you. I would All go right. to Guatemala because I want to hear brownback solitaire. Okay. We would see a ton of amazing birds in Guatemala. Here's the thing. If you come with us. We're not going to go for the horned guan. 
Okay. You can Google Horn Guan Death March to understand why I'm not going to go for the Horn Yeah, Guan. that's not something I want. <clears throat> but we'll see so many amazing other birds. Brownback Solitaire is so much more satisfying than the Horn Guan. It's, it's one of the most beautiful bird sounds you will ever hear in your life. But we'll also see hermits. We'll also see cuckoos. We'll see tanagers. We'll see so many amazing things. And oh my God, the tortas in Guatemala. The food in Guatemala is great. And I will steer you clear from ceviche from the street carts because when I was there with somebody who said, I want to do that, and like, I think that's about I, I will keep you from food poisoning. Now, in terms of myself, like um, Galapagos, that's something that I'm interested in. But you'd go to Guatemala if I wanted a trip to Guatemala. Yeah, probably. The other place I would send us would be to Extremadura in Spain. Oh. Because we would see so many amazing vultures. We'd see griffin vultures. We'd see the black vultures. Mm -hmm. And these are old world vultures. Maybe we'll even see Egyptian vultures. I'm not interested in that. I would probably just stay in the city while you go watch these birds. The great thing is we we can bird watch these birds in cities. And we can have all the amazing Spanish food. And more importantly, we could have the Iberian ham. And even more important than the Iberian ham, we could try the balota, which is the acorn liqueur, which you can have in Extremadura. Amazing. All right. Do we have any uh, news stories what, to what, talk what, about? What time are we at with We're this We're creeping up on 45 minutes here. Oh, that's a great public podcast. Yeah. All right. This is Bird Shake Podcast number 249. Wow. Uh, if you have any questions for Sharon, you can talk to her on Twitter. She is at birdchick. You can email her, Sharon at birdchick.com. You can find her on uh, Facebook where she is, like, the bird chick. Are you the real bird chick? I can't remember what Oh, I can't remember what it is because there's a face squatter who has bird chick. I think I am the bird chick. All right. And so, uh, if please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash birdchick. Or just uh, writing a review for us on iTunes. All right, don't don't review us on iTunes. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I, I'm as popular as I want to be. I don't need your review on iTunes. No, I'm serious. I'm really serious about this. <laughs> I mean, if you want to give us a bad review on iTunes, hashtag go for it. But. <laughs> I just want, honestly, all I want to do is please our Patreons. And, like, if you're a Patreon member, tell us what we need to do for the next podcast. Because 